Fat, 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 we're the fat peeps. Hey peeps. Welcome everybody to the Fat Peeps podcast. I am one of your hosts, Joey Biscacci, and I am here with some fat peeps. We got PJ. Hey guys. Cameraman John. Hello. And Garrick. Hola. And of course, this is episode 15 of the Fat Peeps podcast, a podcast where a group of fat peeps gathers to talk about nerdy culture and gaming and movies and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah. before we jump into the topics, we like to start it off with an icebreaker question. Oh, wow. Today's icebreaker question is, what is the first video game you remember playing? I'll go ahead and start. Oh, jeez. Oh, I realize, so, I realize that it's probably uncool of me to throw the question out and then immediately throw it to people. <laughs> yeah. So from now on, I'm going to lead off and okay, go okay. first Thank on you. all Thanks these questions. I, I, got, I, I need time for think, to think. Yeah, exactly. The pressure's uh, on. Do the first this. video game I remember playing is Sonic the Hedgehog Ooh. 2 oh, for the dude. Sega Genesis. Wow. Uh, I don't know exactly the age range. I want to say somewhere between like three and four. But I remember that game is very much like designed to let you play with a small child because you can just hand them the controller for Tails. Oh, really? Oh. And then just play as Sonic. Huh. And it like it doesn't matter. It doesn't have any effect on the gameplay. It'll just like bring them forward as you like move and stuff. Was your dad a gamer or something? No, it's my mom, actually. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. So that's um, a gamer girl. Your mom? Yeah. Wow. So, and, yeah, I remember really, really liking the, um, I always thought that the 3D, like, bonus stages were the coolest, like, the, when you're, like, running in the, like, tubes. Do you guys, have you ever played Sonic the Hedgehog 2? Yeah. Nope. No? With so, the, the, no, that's three. You got the knuckles? Oh my, oh my god, PJ, yeah, come on. Probably get your, get that. your knuckles right. Okay. Well, there's, like, <laughs> bonus stages where you're, like, behind sonic and tails and they're running down like a tube or like a half pipe and you have to collect rings oh um, yeah and i always thought that was the coolest you. shit because it was like 3d right, on right. the genesis and i was like whoa this is crazy because all i've ever seen was like 2d like 8-bit like the, nes and yeah the genesis and dreamcast are just so ahead of their time yeah like i really honestly love the sega consoles and it's kind of a bummer that uh, they just weren't able to survive. But, yeah, you know, it is what it is. We still yep. get Sega games, so, mm -hmm. like... Yeah, exactly. They were just yeah. too expensive and, of a console to create yeah, for the set prices they were putting them out. The Dreamcast came out in a really weird time frame where it kind of got, like, it was in between console generations, so it kind of had the same problem that the Wii U had where it was, like, not really strong enough to justify the purchase, but weaker than the new stuff that came out like a year later. Right. Yeah, RP Dreamcast. Dreamcast has some classic games on it that luckily eventually got ported over to a lot of other things. Um, the GameCube and the Xbox kind of became like de facto like Dreamcast 2s. The cool. Xbox particularly in a lot of ways kind of became like the Dreamcast. Well, and then stuff uh, starting to appear on PC more and more now too. Like the the Dreamcast Classic game. Yeah, that's stuff, true. Which is cool. All right. Um, that's my my nice. first game. I know it was a PC game, but I can't for the life of me think of what it was. It was like a story click. Uh, Miss. 
it, it was a click and point game, so I don't remember the name of it, but yeah, contrary to Adventures most belief. Monkey it, Island. No. Was it, it Mist? Mist. I don't think so. It de- That doesn't sound familiar. Um, but okay. I, I remember I was like three, four years old when I was playing it. That was my first computer, and then contrary to like anyone else's belief, because I'm a big console person, I did start out on PC and then switch to console and then switch back to PC. Uh, So the first game that's like in memory was, I think like I was six or seven playing with my cousin, which is like a year, two years older than me, somewhere around there. We played on the Super Nintendo, maybe it was even just the regular Nintendo, uh, Mario Brothers. Uh, or Mario, I think it was Super Mario Two or something. So, or Doki Doki Panic. Mario 1. I I played like, I don't know. It's hard. It's so hard <laughs> no, for me to remember one. Super Mario game. Brothers Two is a copy of a game called Doki Doki Panic in Japan. Huh. Oh yeah yeah, yeah yeah yeah. Um. So it it it. I don't remember my first particular game, but those are the the memories that I have. But it was an unnamed computer game that was a point and click. I remember the only thing I remember from it is I was in a barn at one point, uh, pointing and clicking, and then you like see, uh, like a horse drawn cavern or uh, what are they called? Carriage like coming around the corner and it's singing like going around the mountain or something. It was definitely um, a kids game. Uh, yeah, game I remember. Trail? Um, no, it wasn't that. Kid PC games. I played a lot of Freddy Fish and Putt Putt. Yeah, yeah. Putt Putt was yeah. one of the earliest ones. Big fan of those too. But oh yeah. Putt Putt came mm-hmm. out when Garrick and I were in like first grade, so I know that wasn't my first game. Yeah. All right, let's keep it moving. John. Uh, oh John. God. Okay, uh, go Garrick, I'm so. Th- oh God, I'm so thinking. Uh, okay. You want me to take over? Go, 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 go. One I specifically remember, I don't know, I don't recall if it is specifically my first game per se, was the Cinderella games. uh, Wait, what? Back in the day, where it it came with um, in a giant box with maybe four to six floppy disks um, on the PC. Uh, and so yeah so it's like dress cinderella or something no it's not it's like store it's different it's like for Uh... kids so it's like almost like carmen san diego but for first in cinderella style and you just interact with all the characters and do kids stuff essentially um so i I, for some reason i remember that very clearly um and I remember Putt Putt. I remember all these other smaller games yeah. that we used to play as a childhood. I remember playing Minesweeper and pin, uh, Pinball on the yeah, PC. Yeah, the, the demo. Uh, but I've always been a PC person. What was uh, that one called? Cat and Mouse, too? The one where you're like that little mouse blocking out the cats with the cubes and then you had to like block them into a corner oh, and you squish yeah. them? Oh my god! What? <laughs> I Whoa. can't remember the name of it. But I remember that that game was, was that a personal did. game of ours, or was that like no? It was in on every old Windows ninety eight and ninety five computer. Oh, that was that's such a throwback. I actually remember that, and I, re- I enjoyed I, that. That's I probably why that I like Tom and Jerry. Yeah, I loved that oh, game. So I want to look that up. I was going to say that's another one of the games that I remember yeah. when I was a oh. really young kid. John, 
Uh, John? It's, it's so hard because I grew up in the in a new video game house, you know? Uh, we did have a personal computer. So it means you should have been a lot older when you played your first video game. Like so 12. You, you should oh, well, no, because, yeah, there are, you know, you got your... your because educational games was okay, so it's like this, the Putt Putt and Carmen San Diego. I think speaking. there was even Jeopardy. There was a Jeopardy game on PC. Um, I'm trying to think. I I definitely. That. What was it? Oh, Jeopardy on PC. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I remember that. that too. Yeah, oh, and, and Wheel of Fortune because we watched that. I remember so, what yes. they call it like DOS uh-huh. with the green screen. Yeah, Wheel of Fortune mm-hmm. is like way there. less. Yeah, Wheel of Fortune is like way less of a like spark game. Right. Like, other than, like, just figuring out phrases, whereas, yeah. like, Jeopardy is actually, like, knowledge-based. Yeah, knowledge, yeah. Because um, uh, I think I was first in- introduced to consoles, like, a family friend's kid who had the SNES, and that was definitely Super Mario. Uh, Super Mario World? Yeah, World. So all of your, like, real epic gamer stuff came from outside sources. Oh, yeah, it was definitely outside the house until, like... Uh, for whatever reason, my mom decided it was okay to get a Game Boy Color, and it all so, went I guess from there. Pokemon. Mm. It's, it wasn't the first game. I, it's it's just one of the ones I remember. Ones you remember yeah. fondly. Pokemon, first one that mattered. Yeah, right. I think that got me into like because everyone else was talking about it, so I didn't have a Game Boy. Everyone at school, I remember everyone talking about Pokemon, and uh, someone said Bulbasaur. Like they're we're, we're kids, right, in the playground, and we're pretending to be Pokemon. I had no idea what they're talking about, and someone said you can be Bulbasaur, and I was like, I, I think I saw I, I heard him say Bubblesaur. I was like, okay, it's like a, a bubble dinosaur. So I decided to okay, I'm shooting bubbles because I'm a bubble dinosaur. I just remember that. No, Bulbasaur yeah, and they're like, they're like, what are you talking about? And I was like, uh, uh. <laughs> Bulbasaur doesn't learn bubble beans. Yeah, God, mm-hmm. stupid. But yeah, that's that's uh, yeah, I don't I don't know. And what then you came home and you're like, Mom, the kids yeah. are making fun of me exactly. because I can't play video games. Pretty much. Later. Pretty yeah. much. Yeah, <laughs> what a rough that's life. A, Shit. Just, <laughs> oh, so, oh, so, oh, so hard. Uh, oh, my God. All right. Good dang. talk. Yeah. I like uh, it. So much nostalgia. I like it was so vague, though, because, like, everyone had it. Other than you, Joey, for some reason, you remember exactly. Yes, I very much remember, like, my first But that's that's experience. the difference between having a parent that played with you. Like, yeah. none of our parents were gamers. I suppose you're right. Yeah. My dad was very, like, supportive, and my mom, too. My dad would play with, like, him and I would play Battle Tanks on the N64 and Lego Racers. And he liked this, like, weird European truck game uh, Ooh, on truck the PlayStation that he'd play with me. Uh but and super smash brothers but it was very like forced for him like he had a rough time with it it he didn't seem like he enjoyed it he was very stone-faced the whole time but he was like i support my son and i that's the big thing i always appreciated with him and he did well like he did good enough to like make it fun for me too where i wasn't sitting there like pissed whereas my mom on the other hand was just completely like she wanted to more so than my dad but she couldn't figure out how to do anything. She was basically uh, like walking in walls all the time on everything. <laughs> like couldn't press any of the buttons. Would hey, sit there like getting sour. frustrated. Um, so it made it as a kid, like a seven, eight year old kid, that was frustrating to me. So it's like I don't want to play with you because I all I have to do is yeah. sit there and teach you the Good, whole time. Good mom, God. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Some people just like can't really. Like some people, when they pick up a controller, it just like jives for them. Yeah, yeah. But then some people just it just does not. Like they just don't get it for whatever reason. 
I get my technology prowess from my dad. Like when I mean, he's not super into it, but like he knew how to do basic stuff on a computer, and he'd look it up. And like when we got our first computer, he's he didn't necessarily set it up, but he knew how to like do enough to get by. Um, so like I attribute a lot of my knowledge and like drive in the computer to be uh, to him. Yeah, because he just wanted to learn it, and then it made me want to learn it. So I appreciate him for that. Cool. All right. Well, let's move into the news. Wow. Starting us off. We're going to actually do some movie news. We don't normally do movie news, but we're going to. There's no no, Uh, no gaming news right now. Dry spell. Starting us off, there was a new trailer for Tenant. Oh, wow. By Christopher Nolan. Wow. Uh, Uh, Director of classic director. Batman trilogy, the Dark Knight. Yes, the, the Nolan Batman In- trilogy. Inception. Inception, yeah. So uh, my initial reaction from this trailer was, <laughs> okay, cool, Inception, but time. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Backwards time. And, yeah, and like what if Inception, confusion. but time. Yeah. More I'm confusion. still confused. I, I, I was reading the article. Uh, there was a there was an article interviewing the actors, and a couple of them were like, yeah, no, I still have no idea what's happening. <laughs> so, so we're not the only one. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just the reading the lines and being like, I just memorized a bunch of jargon. It's like, I don't get right? it. <laughs> it's like, just come out and do the lines that you're given It'll to the best eventually. of your ability yeah. and just trust that Christopher Nolan yeah. will make it all. See, that's, that's crazy so sometimes. Like, it's hard to do your job as an actor if you don't have context but you have to at that point you have to rely heavily on the director to give them give them the cues that they need was it the marvel movies too where like they were giving the scripts specifically to each actor and all they had is their lines yeah, that's yeah, mainly that, to avoid spoiling. Right, yeah, exactly. Like, but, like, imagine that. Yeah. Imagine sitting there studying your yeah. lines and not oh, knowing right. the context of it and then just having to memorize that. That must well, have I'm been a sure, nightmare. I'm sure they read the script in, in its entirety already, yeah. but it's so convoluted that they didn't need to hide yeah. anything from anyone. Yeah, pretty much. That's just but we'll crazy. see how it is. I mean, I, but, I like the mind-bendingness of like those type of movies. But uh, we did have this quick conversation about like how Christopher Nolan and a lot of other directors like to go back to like to use the same actors that they're used to because they trust them and they know exactly how how uh, how they work and they yeah, write Alfred's a specific the character. Movie. Yeah, I'm pretty. Why do you keep calling him Alfred? Because he'll always be Alfred. I'm Marco Kane. I'm Alfred. So things before he was in that movie. That's but he's Alfred to me. He'll always be my Alfred. I felt Master Wayne. Master Wayne. I failed you, Master Wayne. I failed you. I'm We're all really bad at Saxon. I know. My favorite Alfred is the one from Gotham. Oh, yeah, he's badass. Because he's like a rough, grizzled SAS veteran. And it's yeah, like, yeah. of course he is. That yeah. makes sense. No, that, so that's, that's pretty cool. Like, he's, he's really cool. Yeah, he's cool. He's uh, like, how, I like that interpretation. Like, how, because you're used it's to Alfred. Yeah, you're used to Alfred being posh and reserved and just a straight up butler, but this guy's intense. Like, I want an Alfred like. Where that. does that Alfred come from, though? Like, how does he get intertwined with Bruce? Like, I know this. Was he a servant too? That just happened to be yeah. a servant. Yeah, so to he's the hired Bruce's? by the family. Yeah, yeah. 
He's oh, but he's he's like to be a hired bodyguard. Okay, yeah. bodyguard. Okay, that's what I was gonna say. He's Alfred, but he has combat experience, so he can also kill people if he needs to. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. I was gonna yeah. say like I don't he's understand really where he plays into that because the original Alfred has always just been a butler, right? He wasn't. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's always just been a very posh, like more of like, a like caretaker. He could only dad, fight father figure. He could fight because Bruce taught him how to fight. Not because the I'm not even sure most interpretations. Yeah, I don't think, yeah, think he fought. Because yeah. the yeah. the Gotham one needed him to be because he would. It wasn't Batman coming back and right. being Batman. It was the kid Bruce is Bruce, a child. Yeah, that yeah. needed to get toughened up by a father figure. Yeah, to simplify. Yeah, to simplify the the story. It they needed to inter. They need to introduce a mentor early yeah. on that well, covers not only the whole basis. Not only a mentor. Known. But like somebody who it makes sense can protect this right. child mm -hmm. who the entirety of like the criminal underworld yeah. wants to kill. Yeah, that is right. Yeah. Filthy rich, yeah. Somebody because he's filthy rich and has a bunch of ties to yeah. the criminal underworld underworld in Gotham. Someone that so. can remain close to him at all times. Yeah, but That's I think cool. this is the first time uh, Robert Patterson's in a Christopher Nolan movie. Correct mm -hmm. me if I'm wrong. Who's Robert Patterson? Uh, 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 Twilight. Twilight guy. Yes, Twilight but guy. Who Pessimist... I actually really like as an actor. I like, yeah. yeah. I like Wait, him vampire or what? I think he's vampire. Vampire. Jeremy Sparkly guy. Yeah, Edward. Edward That's the misconception. Guy. Is he's that a really good actor. Everybody is stuck on Twilight, but over the years, he hasn't done big, like, blockbuster movies per se. But every single movie he's been in, he's knocked he's it really out of good. the park. Yeah, like, every he's character really that he's played, he's really just like, taken it to the next level yeah. and like really yeah. done it justice in my which opinion. a lot of people oh. including me feel bad about him getting the bad rap because of his previous work right where yeah he, he took a job he was thrown into this exactly. not knowing that he could ruin his reputation for so many years yeah but i do feel like at this point uh he's transcended that you well, know that, and the girls like, that like the movies and yeah. fangirled over it still follow like yeah. He, yeah. He and got, they grew up he lost mm -hmm. and right. got back some. Like, it was a trade-off. Well, he's going to be Batman next, so. Ooh, yeah, yeah, he's Batman yeah. right now. And also, but Annie no. Circus is uh, Alfred in that version. Little mm -hmm. fun fact. I can't wait. That's, That's, oh, he's um, such a good actor. I guess that makes sense. But no, I was going to say, in regards to, um, what's his name? Robert Pattinson. Um, he's really good in that, uh, what is it? The thing with Timothy Chalamet? Where, yeah, uh, uh, the the, the king, like, the yeah, last, or, uh, yeah whatever it is king. on Netflix. Um, he's really good in the I Lighthouse. Oh, you guys yeah. have seen that? Mm -hmm. um, is that a horror movie? No, it's, uh, it's psychological. Yeah. I might be thinking uh, of another movie. I always it's like a psychological that. drama. Yeah, drama. I think I like fear the fear the darkness or stay in the light is the one that I'm thinking of because you're in a lighthouse. The characters are in a lighthouse, but like I always mix the two up. Anyhow, continue. Anyway, um, so yeah, uh, Robert Pattinson is like a side, like scientist kind of guy, right? In Tenant, is that like the character that he plays? Wait, which one? Sorry, in, in Tenant. Tenant, Robert Pattinson. He kind of plays like the scientist dude uh, who's like coming up with the technology, right? I, <laughs> uh, I don't think anyone really sure. knows who anyone. I don't know. Is. It's kind of hard to get. It's hard to tell. Other than Alfred, yeah, but yeah. I don't know. Alfred's um, Alfred. It looks wacky. Yeah, you know, whatever. Yeah. Uh, cool action set pieces, you know, like typical 
you know, uh, looks Nolan, interesting. So, yeah. It'll be interesting to see like how Christopher Nolan spins this story out and like what direction he decides to take with it. Because mm-hmm. yep. it's it seems to be like I from what I gathered from watching the trailer, I kind of felt like the theme of it was like they're trying to stop wars by like making it so guns don't work. Oh, is that I? It's like if that's because there's a scene yeah, where he's like in the shooting range, right? And he like fires the pistol, and instead of firing bullets, the bullets come back and go back in the gun. Yeah, yeah. And it's yeah, like, well, okay, what's going on <laughs> what's here? Going Are on? you like? It gives me a very quantum break feel to it. Yeah, where it's controlling random bits of time and whatnot. So, and that's the thing is like once you start talking with like. When you're talking about, like, time travel, like, a time travel story, yeah. the rules go the are so convoluted that it's hard to stay consistent. Right. And, like, you kind of, like, Look at just have to suspend disbelief <laughs> yeah. and just, well, like, go into it with, like, this is wacky time travel and not really think too hard about it. Right. Yeah, true. Usually, if you think too hard about time travel stories, they fall apart really quickly. Yeah, you'll right. find so many loopholes. But so we'll see what they do with it. Uh, but new new franchises tend to make their own rules. Also, true. And you. Just but I just mean, like in it. general, even if they are making their own rules, it's hard to make those rules consistent and mm-hmm. make sense. Yeah. So, just enjoy the movie, well, I guess. Yeah, it <laughs> it's hard for off. a lot of people. I, I can't do that. <laughs> but enjoy yeah, it. That's, but that's the so I, that's the beauty of like Christopher Nolan is that I feel like he tries to cover his bases as much as possible. Yeah, though. he's pretty good at setting up the universe and then letting you guys watch it play out. Like I think mm. Inception did a really good job at doing that. He was yeah. like, "What's that technology makes no sense, but okay, I'll yeah. we'll, we'll let it slide and just watch yeah, it. like let's just go along for the ride." Yeah. Can, can we talk really about talk it. about Christopher Nolan's style more too? To I just say, like it's the very fact pronounced. That, but the reason why it feels pronounced and grounded is the fact that he loves to prioritize practical, practical yeah, yeah uh, practical effects. Effects. So like- instead of going straight to special effects, he decides to use like a whole set and turn like a whole a whole barn for yeah. inception side and stuff just for the whole effect and make it look as real as possible. I feel like a lot or- of the like big directors are in that pool. Like they want. Uh, the practical effects especially like old school mentality ones because i think at the end of the day it looks the best practical effects yeah they have like a two-pronged effect where they look better Mm -hmm. and they're easier for your actors to act around oh yeah because they actually have the effects in the environment and they can play off of them whereas like we talk about this a lot right and we'll talk about it on the next topic that we're about to move to where with superhero movies you can so clearly tell that they're in like a blue screen environment. So fake. And it, 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 like for me personally, I can't not see those walls of the studio that they're in. Yeah. Like, I don't know if it's like the lighting is flat or like what, but I just, I see those four corners, dog, and I can't <laughs> unsee them. Oh, and no. it ruin, like, it honestly ruins the, a lot of like superhero movies in general for me. Yeah. Yeah, um, and those superhero movies just have too many VFX shots to do in such a short amount yeah. of time, and not enough money. So that's why those are always just rushed. And... Lots of mistakes. Yeah, yeah. And no like other, a lot of the, 
like you know the prequels for star wars suffer from this really bad um the sequels to star wars suffer from that well the prequels have a lot of miniatures that people don't realize like, uh, uh, most of those there are a few miniatures, are, are miniatures but like uh-huh. but like any scenes that take place on naboo for instance mm-hmm. are those just are like the, uh, the, the whole on palace naboo? Mm-hmm. the whole palace and stuff most of it was more miniatures are you sure they, they didn't have yeah, they didn't saw... have the technology to render most of those i saw like a like a um making of video mm-hmm. where it was like showing oh the gun like, stuff was cg no not the, the gun the, the show. i'm talking about in the palace like the scene where they like hang up on the thing and then fall down behind the robots oh and okay like that's yeah. all it's a mixture screen. it's a that's mixture all yeah, blue yeah, screen. yeah oh yeah, uh, yeah no no it's, it's a it's a blue blue screen with a miniature backdrop so they they recorded yeah, again, the green screen, blue screen element, and then they'll record the same angle, but scaled down for a miniature. Uh, okay, and then just yeah. superimpose them on mm-hmm. top of it? Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Because obviously, like, the the computer graphics at the time weren't really yeah, powerful weren't enough great. to render that type of stuff out. Anyway, let's move on to the next thing. Uh, Snyder Cut? Question mark? What? Confirmed? Oh, wow! So, yeah, uh, they confirmed, DC confirmed that Justice League, the Snyder Cut, will be available uh they're going back they're allocating i want to say somewhere around 30 million dollars for zach snyder to go and recut or i guess not recut but finish the post production on the movie modest 30 million dollars yeah modest 30 million and then they are going to release it on hbo max that's the name of it right yeah uh hbo HBO is like paid streaming service right um what do you guys think Justice sure. League. I'm intrigued to see. I, mean, I haven't I, seen the, the Yeah, I'm, I'm not a fan of the original Justice League cut. Uh, that was when, uh, well, Josh Whedon took over for Snyder. Right. Snyder left so his... to give a little context, the whole situation, if anybody's unaware, Justice League was being worked on and directed by Zack Snyder. They got about seventy percent through the production, all the way up to just having pr- post production editing left. And then Zack Snyder's daughter died. Uh, So he had to leave the project, right? For personal reasons. Right. So DC and Warner Brothers brought on Joss Whedon. Yeah. And had him reshoot a bunch of the movie. That's where you get all those scenes with like Henry Cavill where his lip looks terrible. Because he was doing Mission Impossible at the time. Yeah. Shave his mustache. Yep. Because of the Batman like Mm. mask area. So like... So, Superman. like, for instance, that's one way the Justice League Snyder Cut's going to be better, is it's not going to have any of that. Yeah. Well, also, right? uh, Warner Brothers wanted it to be more lighthearted, like an Avengers movie. Right. So, so that's the other element. That's of, why they brought Joss Whedon in, because he was uh, more of a lighthearted, fun... And that that goes back a little bit farther than just Justice League, because they did that with Suicide Squad. Right, yeah. Where Suicide they Squad was to... originally being directed, or was being like focused on a m- much more dark mature right. tone and then, uh, and uh, then guardians came out guardians, the guardians came, came out. out and it was guardians paired with negative reaction to batman v superman right right because the, the reaction to batman v superman from primarily all the marvel watching viewers were this is too serious right this is too like, dark but... and like not fun yeah but right? the weird thing is like warner brothers like you had a successful dark and gritty superhero. That's the thing. That's the thing that I don't uh, understand trilogy. about it. So it's like, like why? In my opinion, the best superhero franchise 
or like superhero movie trilogy or like whatever that has happened is the Nolan Batman movies. Yeah, exactly. And they're the most mm-hmm. serious, grounded things on the planet. Yeah, it's like, Joker kills people so constantly yeah. in those movies or in the one it feels movie that he's in. Bleak the whole time, and that's right. what it, captures you. Like it feels what... serious. Like yeah. stakes feel real. Yeah, right. In a way that they don't like in the Marvel movies. Right. Mm-hmm. Thanos snaps his fingers, but like. Who cares? At the right. end of the yeah. day, there it's all gonna be fine because it's a comic book movie. Right. Yep. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I feel like because like the end of Dark Knight is not fine. <laughs> it's not <laughs> yeah. a good ending. Yeah. Like it does not go good for any of the good guys. Yeah. And I suppose that like you could say the same thing about End War Part One. But you know there's an end war part two coming that's gonna fix everything. Yeah, everything's gonna be undone. Undid. And for the most like the thing is, people die in Dark Knight that don't come back. <laughs> the funny thing is like when I watched watched Endgame, I was like, I kinda would just want that to be the end. I don't want right. the, the you know, follow up where everyone comes back. Oh, you back. mean Infinity War? Oh Infinity Yeah, Infinity yeah. War, sorry. Yeah, not Endgame. The first part? Yeah, the first part. That I was like satisfied with that. And then I watched the second one, the uh, Endgame, the actual endgame, and I was like Eh, I like eh. Endgame. I just I the biggest thing that for me that bothered me was just Thanos's Thanos. He just Thanos. Thanos. Now Thanos's ending was very. I don't know. It was the same big CG battle thing. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I like. I actually like them. Him. Them killing him off. What I wish they did was they killed him off in the very beginning. Right. Spoilers. Too late. (gasps) And then and then brought a new entirely new villain. Right. Is that you know the yeah. the Thanos like that snapped? Or that's it. That's his story. It's like we don't need to continue that. We don't need a clone or separate universe, second universe uh, Thanos. Well, I I do out. like because the stakes the, are not the same anymore. The hero Thanos like, did the damage he wanted yeah, to do. And right. We can so move now on you from. have yeah. Now we have this uh, alternate reality Thanos comes in. We have no knowledge of no like stakes. None of the characters know him. Right. He's coming in now. It's like it's just like a cheap cop off or cop out. Yeah, I, I didn't like that at all. Yeah, you you John, you mentioned uh, a while ago to me that it's it is it's mostly is fan service. Yeah, oh and yeah, I've, it's definitely fan service. I've read a few articles and watched a few review uh, videos and um, where they heavily analyze it, and it's it's all Easter eggs and and yeah, and fan service stuff. So maybe hardcore fans will appreciate it, but everyday people who actually just Want or, or someone that wants enjoy a good it story. As a yeah, story. that's yeah. the thing. Yeah. It's like it's a decade-long build-up, mm-hmm. essentially. Yeah. Like it's a movie that's designed for the people who have watched all twenty of these mm-hmm. other movies, yeah. right? And as a person who doesn't watch very many movies, I don't want to invest all of that time into this like movie franchise that half of the movies I don't even think are very good. Yeah. Yeah. At the very least, it's still a better ending than Game of Thrones. <laughs> and, like, say what you will about Warner Brothers, I kind of appreciate that everything isn't connected. Like, they are they, kind of trying their own though, separate yeah. thing. Not anymore. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like, it, they're done it's, with that. It's, they're, yeah, they're trying so hard that, like, you can see the attempt, but it's still yeah. so chaotic that. Like either make up your yeah. like make up but, your uh, mind, so, commit to it a hundred percent, fix it, right. or but just do so what the, you've been doing. Last... Individual heroes, so and villains. People, I feel like 
people are still stuck on like the Justice League, but like since Justice League's come out, we've had Shazam and the Joker, yeah, which Shazam, are fantastic Shazam movies that are or, completely yeah, their good. own things, independent. Yeah, right. Just do so, that. Like if if it works, it works, right? Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Is like I think that now uh, Warner Brothers and DC have like know that like this is the direction we can yeah. we should kind of do more like one off things. Yeah. More just art pieces. You can like maybe Joker. have cameos, right? Yeah. Where mm-hmm. like a a character might show up for a minute in Batman or whatever, right? Yeah. But like, yeah. don't make this whole tied up thing where it's like, like oh. Well, you can't watch Thor Ragnarok yet because you haven't seen Guardians of the Galaxy and Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. Two and Thor Three or whatever the hell. Yep. Or, not, right? you know not what just, I mean? Not just mm-hmm. that. DC's ten years behind. Why? Are you, why are they trying to do true. what Marvel Marvel's already done with and being ten years ahead? Like, do your own thing, and it's been it's working. Uh, do these artful, very um, poignant sh- uh, shows. Or movies of like Joker and stuff. Yeah. Like we love that. It's beautiful. Yeah, I have my problems with Joker, but yeah, I mean more of that. Yeah. Like instead of just sitting here and mass producing your bog standard comic book movies, do something interesting with your properties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I love Shazam. was like innovative. Very, very nice. Like change yeah. of yeah. pace. It's it's but pleasant. It's yeah. it's more lighthearted. And like yeah. that but it's like the nice dichotomy between the two where you have Shazam and you have the Joker, right? Where mm-hmm. like yeah shazam is your light-hearted fun take your kids for a like comic book movie romp mm-hmm. but then you also have the joker that is this kind of serious uh commentary on sh- social systems and I mental health art piece and, like it's more yeah it's kind of an art piece yeah. um so yeah i don't know it's just interesting so it's interesting to see them now go back and be like right. all right well Put the Justice League out again. Yeah, I mean, it's like, to see what the, the question wanted. becomes: mm. If Justice League Snyder cut is good, oh god, it's like do they, they start do they go back? <laughs> no, please don't. I don't. Right? Yeah, and it's, it's like, so confusing. How? So it's what like, the hell? I don't know if they can because, like, so Henry Cavill has said that he does want to still do Superman stuff. Yeah, right. But Ben Affleck is very he, much oh, known for Batman. Yeah. He's so yeah. are you just gonna replace? Batman? Just, Do you just replace Batman with with that boy, Robert with, uh, Robert Pattinson? Oh yeah, right, right. right? Uh, uh, like I honestly, if do, they do do that, do they crazy? don't have to. I was they say, don't let's get crazy and just make it so have uh, Bruce have uh, Ben Affleck in it for like a hot second as Bruce Wayne, and then introduce uh, Robert Pattinson character as Terry McGinnis. Oh, yeah, well, honestly, so I don't the the whole dc universe is so messed up i don't even need need to or care for them to have to write in robert's batman and replace ben's batman yeah, just at this point just just, just put him in exactly we already yeah. know if, if robert's gonna be a, the better batman anyways then put him in who cares just, just continue with the justice league story so yeah. i don't know i really wish they would make a batman beyond yeah. Did you guys ever? Terry. Did you guys ever watch that? Yeah. Little Is that the TV yeah. show? Was it? Yeah, Terry... that was the TV show. I, Terry I used to watch that. There I think go. I love that show. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Like introduce and it was more heavy Robert on Pattinson as Terry McGinnis. Okay. Right, in the DC universe, and then 
Ben Affleck can just retire and maybe show up here and there as right. like a voice and a as picture like the on a shitty old Batman. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, uh, Ben Affleck's Batman was was already the old kind of timey, not old timey, but the old used up Batman. You know, he's like yeah, nice. yeah, he was so already old bitter. by that point. Yeah. Exactly. Was it yeah. was it playing off of like Christian Bale's Batman where he was starting to get like tired? No, it was, was playing different... off of like the Batman comic book series. Yeah. Oh, okay. like yeah, interpretation gotcha. of the bold, grumpy Batman. Yeah, yeah. it made okay. sense for this character to hate this new superhero character or Superman character, alien. Yeah, oh, they go aliens. Makes sense. Anyway, Justice League Snyder Cut. It's, Cut, it's right? definitely one hundred percent going to be interesting. That's for yeah. sure. I mean, um, kind of sucks that it's like relegated to only being on HBO Max. Yeah, yeah. Was but, just, I, I feel like bro. Zack Snyder yeah, isn't it's... very good at writing stories. He's good at visually. He's good visuals, at visuals and setting up a tone, so I don't expect it to be a very dark much better. Yeah. It's just we'll gonna look though. cool. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll I, I like want Watchmen. The story. Yeah, Watchmen. Like, well, he didn't write that, Watchmen. so it's like everything he didn't touch yeah. on writing well, is yeah, really good. <laughs> like Sucker Punch, uh, uh, Justice League, like uh, Sucker Punch. So it's like Sucker Punch. Yeah, yeah. that's because your crush Sucker was so starring <laughs> role. Yeah, yeah, but I also I don't know I liked how odd it was if they redid it like the story was great it just was executed poorly. my story no 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 no. visually it was great the story's garbage i think Mine's the story the could be good if it yeah. was written properly written by just, someone else yeah it was yeah. too far out there it was like um tone it down a little bit it felt yeah. like the trailer of tenet but in a movie mm-hmm. form yeah. Well, my most Zack Snyder is really place. good at making trailers. Like he's good at filming for trailers. Like all his movies on on in trailers, fantastic. They're like they set the tune, uh, the tone. They look beautiful, and it's it just yeah. It, but then when you watch it, you're like, but oh, then yeah, you watch it. And oh, two characters it, are talking to each other. And it's like Batman. Batman. Yeah. I I River. forgot what I heard, where I heard it, or who said it, but Sucker Punch was a bona fide music video. And that's true. Oh yeah, Sucker yeah. Punch is just yeah. a like hour and a half long music video. Exactly, and that's yeah. probably what I appreciate about it because it was weird. Party. And, yeah, <laughs> pretty. Yeah. Um, well, that's gonna be interesting. Justice League on yeah, we'll uh, HBO Max. But well, yeah. um, let's see. I don't know. It's gonna be a while until that comes out, probably because um, yeah, there's probably still a lot still to, to do. go and do the post production stuff. Mm-hmm. So CG. we'll see it down the line. But very interesting. Very yeah. very interesting let's move on here um amazon put out a game wait the oh. amazon called, the book, the book yes seller? Yep. the bookseller slash wow. online retailer okay. wow uh, has gotten into the game space fairly recently by acquiring wow. some first party companies uh or i guess acquiring some third party companies and making them first party over skynet anyway point is we got crucible it's a hey. We have a company. Uh, hero shooter. It's a third-person hero shooter. Um, it's weird. It looks weird. Yeah, it's it's interesting how like we're still in the age of hero shooter. You know what yeah. I mean? I feel yeah. part of me feels like we would have evolved past it at this point, but like here we have Crucible like coming out and. Uh, the riot one that's names escaping me right now valorant yeah and and uh they're kind of like two sides of the same coin in a lot of ways where like they're both hero shooters but 
uh, Valorant is very much the like Counter Strike. It's a kind of form. like I actually got yeah. to check those data, and it feels exactly like Counter Strike. Yeah. Whereas like uh, Crucible looks way more like a third Fun. person action MOBA. Oh. Like it looks way more like Smite, or actually the vibe that I get from it is uh, Paragon. The, uh, oh, yeah. the okay. epic game that they killed in favor oh, of yeah. Fortnite Rip. Uh, all those years ago. Um, but yeah, have you guys like looked at this at all? I and have, like, and think? then I looked at the uh, reviews, and the reviews are like looks... mediocre at best. Yeah, they're kind of middling. Um, I don't know if it's yeah. out, out right now or if it's just in like open beta. I think it might open just be beta. in like early access, right. but. Yeah, um, it doesn't. It doesn't look like a game I would get into yeah, because it, it, to me. it, it's just like you just mentioned already, Joey. It's just like another it's uh, action hero game. But like if I, but if I had to choose, if I had to choose between Valorant and Crucible, I might play this because this actually looks more interesting than, than Valorant so far. Right. There's things in the game that bother me though too. Like there's a cat character that hops around. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. cute. That's the, what I kind of like. It's cute. Actually. No, no, no. That's fine. <laughs> but okay. when you're in third person and your reticle's bouncing up and down because your character's bouncing, like they could do that. That's all cool. Like, but make it an outward appearance rather than like something that only... affects your character's like your your reticle or your view. That's uh, I don't see watched... it ripe about yeah, it. Yeah, I watched... it. It doesn't. It, that. Yeah, it's only when he jumps he actually presses yeah. the jump button where it bounces. The crosshair oh, of him walking. Yeah, I think that person was just jumping over and a over lot. And over again. Oh, okay. yeah. The crosshair is just uh like the jittering is when he's moving over the terrain. Yeah. But mm. the crosshair stay like if he's walking on a flat plane, it's not moving. It's fine. Okay. I kind of yeah. skipped through that to be honest. I just that <gasps> game doesn't really hit me in the right places. It's kind of yeah. Uh, Except for a jumping cat, that's the only thing that's cute to me. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't play no. Crucible or Valorant. It looks grindy. Valorant's oh, not bad. It's just so. Eh. Are you just... sure you're? Are you talking out of the fanboy League of Legends for, person? For it's well, I mean, I played Counter Strike a little bit too. I'm sure Valorant's fine. It's fine, but, but is it special? No, it's right? it's a clone, like, and the it's, it's, there's it's not a, a lot to it. It's Counter Strike, but instead of buying like flashbangs at the beginning of the round you just have a character that with with flash right you know what i mean yeah there's no real unique character the game's right? long too like 25 rounds in the first yeah of 13. so many rounds. And i'm like oh holy shit like i was there Jeez. for our, over a half hour and i'm like when is this gonna end because like we were going to play call of duty but i was just like oh i want to just play one quick valorant because i got the closed beta why not try it i regretted my decision instantly like an, almost an hour later i finally got free of that game yeah. we ended up winning and, and I, I was like oh god i wonder if that comes from the fact that riot riot's like main game is league of legends and your typical league of legends match is like 45 minutes i think it's a mixture of so that and they want this to be a competition-based game and it's easier to have like that many yeah. rounds than like keep restarting a game over and over again. Like an esports. Yeah, game. I yeah. suppose you're right. Yeah, because Counter Strike similarly has uh, like that many rounds in oh, um, in ranked. Right. So I don't think it has that many rounds. When 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 esports gets like much bigger, like it's to the size of like actual like real sports, games are gonna get longer, like real sports. Possibly either that oh, or the community no. yeah, have an outcry where they want it split and then it will be like 
CSGO where it's split into like casuals and yeah well and even now like if you're playing a MOBA if if you're watching like competitive MOBA play they're gonna play like a best of three or a best of five set probably and it's gonna be three hours so it is like the length of an actual like a game sports sports ball game yeah yeah your sports balls yes sports balls uh Going back to Crucible, I want more info on this cat, bouncy cat guy. That's all you yeah. want. You just want to... I want his backstory. So the thing about it, too, is whenever I look at a game like this, it makes me wish, and it actually looks like it might have this, but Sorry. I can't really tell. No, leveling. Oh, leveling. Yes, it totally does. So you level up over the course of the match in Crucible, like you do in a MOBA. That's weird. Yeah. I, so I. So going back, talking about hero shooters again, right? the like two hero shooters that came out forever ago uh overwatch and battleborn mm-hmm. i much 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 preferred battleborn over um uh overwatch because battleborn had way more moba elements like you leveled up over the course of the match you like picked abilities on this like tree as you leveled up to like define the way that the character that you were playing played and then you had items that you bought over the course of the match that Mm. also affected the way that your character played so Mm. it was like i just thought that it was way more interesting and way more dynamic and had way more going on uh and it had like lanes and stuff like that you know and and minions and like battleborn was a moba that they like tried to pass off as a hero shooter because overwatch i think and i think it ended up getting them killed because everybody was going to pick up overwatch because of blizzard so they shouldn't have gone that direction they should should have gone the shooter moba direction from day one and carved out their own niche yeah that sounds like a completely different genre compared to overwatch because i like the yeah the not leveling up and not having to farm stuff what do you so with crucible is it a like you it looks like a MOBA. whole level or you're fighting it's... creatures together as a group and you fight each other eventually or yeah so it weird. looks like it it's the map is way bigger than your typical like moba map but it looks like it plays more like a moba it's probably yeah. much closer to smite right. than it yeah. first person first person well it, it doesn't really have defined lanes right um, the map, is, which is yeah, nice. the map is much more kind of like for me open ended and random than that. It's gonna be weird. I don't um, mind trying it, but I don't think it's a game that I'll be sucked into. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. So uh, everybody, I would suggest go checking that out. Uh, I think you can play it right now. Yeah, uh, completely free, right? And oh, completely free. I don't know. Do you need I think like an Amazon launcher. No, I think it's on How does Steam. That work? Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. But yeah, go check it out. Amazon um, launcher. Yeah, I mean, please. everyone has their own launchers yeah, now. Don't put that no, idea out in the universe. <laughs> it would hey, launch out of the Twitch launcher. Twitch launcher? Oh. It actually might oh. launch out of the Twitch launcher. I don't know. It could. That'd be kind of cool. I don't know. There's there's um, too much, though. Too much launchers. Yeah. Too many too launchers. Many launchers. Everybody has uh, their own launcher. If you're uh, if you were at all into Monday Night Combat or like Paragon or anything like that, I highly suggest going and checking out Crucible. Because uh, it looks like a, kind of an expansion of that style of game. All right, we're going to move on. Uh, this one's going to be pretty quick. 
uh, Ubisoft is potentially teasing the return of the delisted Scott Pilgrim game. Um, oh, wow. You guys remember the Scott Pilgrim beat em up that was yeah. made a long time ago, has a soundtrack mm-hmm. by Anamana Gucci that is fantastic. Uh, the license for Scott Pilgrim kind of got stuck in limbo and uh, the game got like delisted from all the storefronts. So uh, oh, no. Ubisoft is teasing that the game might be potentially coming back. Uh, what do you guys think about this? Did you play the Scott Pilgrim game? And um, what do you guys think about like the idea now in today's day and age of like digital games and the fact that like licenses could mean that a game is just gone forever? That's scary. Very, mm-hmm. very scary. Anyone that purchased the game still has the rights to play it, though, right? You can play it, but you can't download it because it's not yeah. on the storefront anymore. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Dang. So it doesn't even show in your it library. Doesn't even. It so... will show in your library. And when you click on it to go download, it will kick to a store page where it says this, you know, like 404, basically. Oh, so what do you do? Like, you paid for a game that's no longer available, you can't play it? Exactly. That's bullshit. Do you get your money back? I I think that's how that works. I might be wrong about that. We're in the age of uh, games as services, so it's like you're pretty much paying for a service now. That's just the age we're in. Yeah, and the thing is, like, even now, like, when you buy an online game, you're not buying the game. You're buying a effectively temporary license to play the game. It's like until this application is available. Yeah, it's like an application license similar to, like, paying for a uh, creative cloud license or something. It's crazy to think about. You don't really own the games you, you buy. Anymore. Yeah, you don't really own the games. Um, I didn't play this game, but I did watch like game. The movie of was, oh, and the movie was I, fantastic. Yeah. yeah, I love the movie, so I'll probably check out the game. Oh wow! Uh, is it, it's not multiplayer, is it, or does it play kind of like Metal Slug where you uh, can have multiple people join in? You can have multiple people on screen. I'm pretty sure. Oh, that'd be um, awesome. And it out. it uh has like a whole leveling up system, um where you like level up over the course of the game and, and get new moves and stuff like that. Um, I, I would actually say that probably the closest thing to it that you can find nowadays is uh, like uh, River City Girls, uh, which is beat them up. You can get on most of the consoles. Also fantastic, has fantastic music. But wow. um, yeah, it's, it's interesting to see how like a game can just kind of like vanish and go yeah. away for a long time. And it's, it's one of those things where it's like, it's the reason that uh, archiving is so important, right? Mm-hmm. And it, it's like, like, so like a good example is like the Wii store, the like Wii marketplace is just gone now, oh, right? No. So like all of the games that were maybe only made and only available on the Wii marketplace uh, are just gone. Oh, no. Like literally, just don't exist. Are off in the void. Like they exist. Right. They're probably like the source code is probably on somebody's hard drive somewhere, right? So but what happened to all the money? Uh, all the money spent by people? It's just gone. Like, they just again they you, lost you paid for the you paid license. For service. Yeah, the license to use it. Yeah, you paid for the service. You paid for the license. You got what you got out of it, and now it's gone. The that's not very consumer protective. Yep. That's what I've been. Saying. People thought I was saying the sky was falling, but I was been. Mm-hmm. I've been. That's the biggest fear of mine when they started doing games for services, was that you don't own it anymore. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. So, but I mean, but it's, so, it's okay. not only just games as a service, but yeah. it's it's well, the way yeah. that games are designed in are, general, right? right. Like games don't get put out on disc, and even if they do get put out on disc, a lot of the time the disc doesn't have the full game on it. Yeah. 
Yeah, that so it's, it's yeah, it's, yeah. The license is on the disc. Mm-hmm. And you know, with the the nature of uh, updates and stuff like that, it kind of means that the full game will never be on the disc because right. it'll eventually be updated and made better over. But so and like this even goes back okay. like a ways back because like I have I recently just picked up a copy of PSO for the GameCube as like a collector's item basically, but like there are DLC quests in that that you can't get because the Sega servers aren't up anymore. You know what I mean? So like this goes back twenty years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, and even longer. Do you, you think this PC. will happen to like? big stores like steam because i feel like i trust steam and this i don't think steam goes under that's the thing yeah it goes under like are they too big to fail probably not because they are probably too big to fail yeah they're well they're but you know they're well diversified i guess it could happen yeah, we never Steam know. could go under and you could lose your the entire Steam library. Because yeah. I mean, I'm it well, is a, it is I'm a well invested in Steam. I've look spent at, lots of money on, on Steam games. Look yeah. at like Square Enix. 20 years ago, Square Enix was like a powerhouse and they've almost gone under how many times now? They're this, like within the past few years, they were hanging on by a thread. Wait, do they have their own uh, store? No, but I'm making a, as a, as a company, big as company. a successful company. Yeah. They, oh, oh okay, very okay. big, well-known, like, you can talk to people that aren't huge gamers and they'll know. Yeah, but they're, they're a developer. They're, they're just a game developer. They're not like uh, Steam where company. they're Valve and they develop and publish and have a store. Doesn't matter. So they're well-diversed. Di- uh, I, when, yeah, it's it very unlikely, matter. but it, it's possible. I mean, even EA's had their issues before, and EA's huge. yeah, but they did a terrible job with their store. Doesn't EA's matter. Never, EA's never really had issues. Yeah, so it does matter. Like, it depends on the of like business model. Like potentially going under, EA's never, never. Like, there's a reason why Valve is not struggling to make a new game. They're not rushing to make Half-Life 3 or Portal 3. It's because they're resting on their laurels with making making bank. bank. They're making bank off of what they've established already. They're like the Amazon of games right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I'm not... Right now, yes. We're looking at, like, right now don't anticipate anything to happen to steam it's there it's solid it's not going to go anywhere but 10 years from now don't know something bigger could come up and wipe out valve or who knows maybe something shady is going on behind the scenes and then the entire corporation gets taken down oh, yeah. right in so, the storefront there's not saying that there is but uh, yeah, like you know like what if you know right. that's a yeah potential possibility yeah the 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 biggest the biggest possibility to bring down steam is them not being able to compete with other competition like epic store and stuff but i feel like the competition at the top i feel like the competition will be good enough for them to avoid that situation Mm -hmm. but um I feel that, like yeah. I feel like I personally it'll attacked just the, you, Garrick. I was just, it'll just, <laughs> just saying it'll, it'll just make them more efficient per se, which is the whole point of competition. Right. 
just don't put anything out of the realm of possibility is what we're saying. But yeah. no. Well, and, PJ, I'm well invested in this. I'm taking it personal because it is my games. No, uh, I they know. are my I games. Have, so. I have 180 plus games on Steam. Oh, geez, Louise. So, oh, trust weird me, flex, I know. But okay. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, I'm just I as invested 10. as you are. Oh, man. So, I, I don't want to say is... my number because I have way more oh, than geez, you. I want to say like 500. games. Uh, no, they're, they're not, not your games. Your yeah, they're games. not your games. Yeah, three fifty-six. They're licenses that you own to access. <laughs> but the games. so, right. just so like that's you don't the own thing. Adobe Cloud Suite, right? Like, but right. this copy of PSO that I have in front of me that is physical, I own this game, right? Yeah, right. Nothing that you have on the but online But also, okay, from so PLG, do you own? You're talking about the negatives of licensing and stuff, but I see there's benefits to this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I I I wouldn't have the space nor like physical space to have the physical games in this room that I'm attending yeah. in. Right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Um, a three fifty six, three hundred fifty six. Right. There's a bunch um, of reasons that it's nice to have online storefronts, right? Like I'm. I can download it anytime. Games on on the like online storefront because I don't want to have to swap discs constantly. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. But it exactly. just also means that you have to realize that you don't own that copy of the game and then also you can they they patch it and you get the update immediately you don't have to look for it anymore i go to a separate website so there are there's there's trade-offs so you're you guys are right where you are paying for a service but they can easily take it away from you but that's part of the game these days of course that's yeah. true it's true, very, very true. What's next? Sorry, one second. I got my uh, thing all mixed up. Uh, uh, so we're just going to get to this one real quick as well. Heavy Rain oh. and uh, Beyond Two Souls and Detroit Become Human are coming oh, to Steam can... <laughs> on June 28th. Wow. Of course, these are all uh, Quantum Dream games originally released. Uh, I'm not sure about Beyond Two Souls. That might have been released on other platforms but heavy rain in detroit have only been on sony platforms oh no beyond two so, souls was sony only as well as places was it sony only as well okay yeah because they were all they're all like published by they're sony all, they're all the same developer too right they're not... all, but so that's the thing though is quantum dream isn't a first party like sony studio they are oh, an wow. independent private company right they just happen to have a lot they... of their games published by sony right Right. Huh. Um, so I think that's also why these games are coming out on Steam in a similar way to why um, uh, Kojima's game Death Stranding came to PC because they're not the the studios themselves aren't owned by Sony, so it's probably worked out in their deal that they can um, you know go ahead and release them on PC if they want. Um. So heavy rain, I Fantastic think it's fine. I think it's just fine. You like Jason. it a lot, I know. Jason, um, Jason, beyond Jason. beyond two souls, I think it's pretty bad. It uh, was mediocre. Um, I didn't finish it. I got about halfway through, and I'm just like, I this game it feels so clunky. Like it's one of the those games are one of the ones where like the shooting feels bad, but the rest of the game feels good. And yeah. heavy rain is a puzzler. Beyond Two Souls tries to be a puzzler that's edgy and it feel Ooh. with a shooter because your main edgy character boy. is a combat like person 
she's in the army but like it just gets to a point where it's like where, where what are you trying to define here what's this gameplay yeah like and they try to go with too me. many things there right uh and then detroit become human <laughs> is one of my favorite worst games ever made oh man <laughs> i love I it. the game it's so it. dumb it's it so, so dumb, dumb. Well, can it's I say Heavy fantastic. Rain was also dumb too? Because I watched I, I watched another YouTuber play that, <laughs> Heavy Rain and it was pretty dumb, dumb too. But not in the like. There's so many like l- like plot holes and yeah. leaps of logic in Beyond Two Human or not Beyond oh, Two Human uh, in Detroit, Detroit, Detroit Become Human. Right. Yeah. That it is fantastic. I love it's, that. Yeah, game. it's like watching the room. So. A room. Oh, I got Bark Dogs. I suggest uh, if you get a chance. Checking those games out, yeah, um, definitely, definitely heavy rain because they're pretty fun. And it depends on what price point they come out at too. I actually don't know what price they coming out. They shouldn't be ridiculous for games that right. Way. At least the old ones. But heavy rain was 2010, be... I believe. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere yeah. around there. Um, but maybe uh, twenty bucks for those two old ones, and then forty for Detroit. That I could definitely fair. see Detroit being full priced. Sixty. I I actually bet Detroit will be full priced. Six ads, uh, yeah, they're pushing it. Detroit, when did and Detroit come I out actually last year? bet Heavy Rain and Beyond Two Souls will be third. Yeah, Maybe. I think they'll try to push it. Yeah, mm, I'm not mm, buying yeah. Heavy Rain and yeah. <laughs> on sale for like 15. At sure, most. but that doesn't mean they can't try to get the people who will. I it's so old. Unless if they're doing <laughs> a remaster so... of it, if they do a remaster, then maybe I, I can understand that, but. If you're just putting oh, out that's the same what, game, I on. mean they're pr- pretty decent looking games for the. Oh yeah, you know, they, right? they they age pretty well. If they're I remember they're pretty games, but yeah, still, I can't. Mm, Ten years. <laughs> Speaking of remaster, are they going to remaster the Scott Pilgrim game, or are they just going to re? No, they're just that? re-releasing it. I'm okay. pretty sure it's just an eight-bit yeah. game, yeah. so it doesn't matter. Yeah, it's yeah, gotcha. it's not eight-bit. I think it's like oh. 16-bit. Or like oh, Genesis I, oh, era. oh, yeah. Um, it's supposed to look more than that, so it's fine. Yeah, it's supposed to look retro. Oh, so okay. it'll age well. Mm-hmm. So that's it with news. Well, wow. No more news. Wow, no more slow, news. slow week. Yeah, kind week, of slow news week. There was a little bit of stuff, but not really that fun of stuff to talk about. We're going to move on to Call of Duty Corner. Oh, 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 Call of Duty segment. Our favorite. So quickly, here, uh, there was a Eurogame article that went up talking about how the rumored name of this year's Call of Duty is Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. Wow. Uh, okay. Quite the mouthful. <laughs> how do you guys feel? Uh, okay. How do you guys feel about this? Eh. Do you want a new Cold War Call of Duty? Eh. Uh, do you um, think they should have just done a new franchise? Eh. Um, how do you feel maybe, about it being Black Ops again? Uh, <laughs> maybe wait another year and then yeah. I'll consider yeah. it. <laughs> I'm indifferent yeah. towards another Black Ops because I'm not a Black Ops fam. A fan. I want to give fam. it. I want to give it a chance, but at the same time, I'm scared because I've always had such bad luck with the Black Ops games, and I've been waiting for. I skipped four, three, four Call of Duties. What, what was? When did World War Two come out? How many games? Came out um, last year. Two thousand. Really? I thought it was like 2018 or 16 or something. It had to be because we're in Black Ops Four, World War Two, Modern War. Ah, oh, okay. So, wow. I didn't. I played Black Ops Three. I didn't play Four or Five. Uh huh. I didn't play Modern Combat. 
what what else was there before what, that? What games are you talking about? What? Uh, I don't Black, know. Black Ops Five, Four, Call of Duty Modern Combat. What? <laughs> what is this? I thought there was a Modern Combat. <laughs> He's no. living ultra or Advanced Warfare. Oh. Advanced Warfare. Oh, That's Modern Combat. <laughs> no. Okay. Even so Advanced Combat Evolved. War. Halo. Yes. Yes. No, okay. I, I didn't play Advanced Warfare, uh. and I didn't play Black Ops Four. So I skipped those, and I played very little of World War Two because it was what so about bad. Ghost? Or or Ghost Ghost Recon Advanced Warfighter. When did no, no, Call Ghost of Duty Ghosts come out? Twenty thirteen. I think I skipped that one too, but so, I did. So, so we'll I did play Black Ops. Three. Did just tell us what you so played. Call of Duty Four. How about Warfare, that? Call of Duty World War. A war at war. One through all the way up to Modern Warfare Three, basically. Okay. Yeah. And then World War Two because you played with and World War Two because mood. that was trash. I stopped. Yeah. It was twenty seventeen. Um. Mm-hmm. So that was the only one in between that I played, and I didn't like it. So Modern Warfare, the most recent one, was the first Call of Duty that I felt engaged with since Modern Warfare 3, and I like it way more than Modern Warfare 3. So wow. I'm oh. I'm scared that they're going to go backwards again. We'll see. Well, they are, because they're going back in time. I'm not Ooh. talking about back in time. I don't oh, care about like that. I'm, I'm talking about like gameplay-wise. Right. I can yeah, use like old guns and be happy. Quality. Quality, right. right. Um, yeah, and backwards I in gameplay systems. Right. Like, Joey, I know you like Black Ops. I'll... I do like... Well, okay. Let me, I like Black Ops 1, and right. that's it. Right. Like, I don't like any of the future, because they're all set in the future, and I feel like they lose the charm that was Black Ops. Being the grounded feeling of yeah, the game. Yeah, exactly. That and the speed of the game increases with the speed and really, shit, and it's yeah. just like, that was gross. Like, this isn't Call of Duty. Mm-hmm. And the way that they did, like, operators with abilities, and, like, it's just not... What like, if heck? I wanted to play Hero yes. Shooter, yeah, that's not Call through. of Duty. It was oh, exactly, weird. it's not Call of Duty. Oh. Terrible. Good. I'm, I'm so glad I didn't spend money on that. So and what? even World War II kind of does that to some extent with the, like, character classes. It's really? like, huh. why? They had, like, why they had character classes? Yeah, it oh, was a bad word. decision all around for them. But then let me ask you this, Joey. Do you like the current Modern Warfare better than Black Ops? The original That's Black Ops. hard to say because the original Black Ops is a decade old, right? Mm-hmm. So my inclination you... is to say, yes, I like Modern Warfare better, but I don't think it's fair to Black Ops because they've had a decade to right. improve gameplay systems. So then let me ask you this. Did you like Modern Warfare 2 or Black Ops 1 better? I like Black Ops 1 better than Modern Warfare 2. Okay, so then that's safe Personally. to say you'll probably, if they do a modern-day Black Ops that's similar to Modern Warfare where they rejuvenate the series, you'll like Black but, Ops better. So, Right, so that... That's what it comes down to, right? Will Black Ops Cold War be running on like the current engine? Will they have will it have the care put into like the sound design and the weapon designs and like will it have a robust uh, weapon customization system in the same way that they do in Modern Warfare? Like, I feel like a, this is really what it comes down to. Um, like, how refined are the gameplay systems and uh how different do you decide to do gameplay systems, right? Because Call of Duty, I feel like, falls into this weird situation where you have people who are like, Call of Duty is just the same thing every year. And then they put, they try to like change Call of Duty. And then you have people who are like, why are you changing it? It worked. Just put out, just put Call of Duty out. 
You know what I mean? And right. that's very much how I felt about like Black Ops 3 and Black Ops 4 and Advanced Warfare and Call of Duty World War 2 where it's like you're adding character abilities and classes and like this isn't Call of Duty anymore. You know what I mean? And right. I feel like I feel like Modern Warfare is the first one in a long time that has just felt like a Call of Duty. They held mm-hmm. back to the original. Yeah. Because Modern Warfare um, 2 was the f- one of the very first... Well, I'd say not even Modern Warfare 2. Modern Warfare, the first one, Call of Duty 4, was the first game that pushed the envelope without pulling you out of that universe. Yeah. Right, because it, it like, it implemented a lot of the, like, staple systems in terms of, like, create a class and stuff like that. Right. But, like, was still relatively grounded in terms of the gameplay system like it still kind of played like call of duty 2 right but you had like the character classes and the custom loadouts and stuff like that right right and then they would progressively just start throwing wrenches into that wheel and trying to like change things up and i just don't think it ever worked add one uh, like with the new black ops games and even the new like intermediate games with the new studios they tried changing overhauling systems too much they threw in like 10 new things that they weren't sure were going to work the thing with modern this modern warfare is they put in like one little tweak here or there and that's how you're supposed to change the game rather than just being like okay we got a whole new system on this and I, i think that call of duty modern warfare 2019 is a smart refinement of classic Call of Duty systems, right? right? So, like, I think the creative class is a really good example where it's like, so I personally, the one thing I will say about the Black Ops series, I hate, hate the pick 10 system. I think it is one of the worst ways to set up a creative class because while it does give you freedom per se to build your class whatever way you want, ultimately, there's not enough points for you to do what you want. Right. right. And that's what pulls me out of every Black Ops. It's like, okay, I have 10 attachments on my gun. Right. So it's like, do you want gun attachments? Do you want perks? Right. right. Whereas like Call of Duty Modern Warfare is just like, you don't have, like, you can't have extra perks. You get one green, one blue, one red, and then your gun has attachment slots. Well, their happy right? medium was the specialist, which that's fantastic. Sure. Yeah. yeah. You get it by really killing like people. But. Um, I love specialists. The one thing I will say is that I wish that they would just do the battlefield system of gun customization where it's like, this is a slot, put an attachment on it. You know what I mean? As opposed to this, as opposed to this, you have five points. Allocate the points as you will. It's like taking off a stock is a point. What? Right, exactly. Like, you should be able to just like build your gun out the way that you want it to look <laughs> and the way you want it to run and maybe add some more negative um yeah, effects more to some of the attachments stuff yeah, yeah. Or, you know, no, no, like, no stock is considered an attachment yeah <laughs> that's <Yeah>. funny <laughs> um so yeah that's where i am on it i think that it can be good that. if they just make it good you right. know what i mean yeah so i, I think what, this what? this iteration was done well yeah. What, what, yeah. What was the differences between the Black Ops and Modern Warfare series? Like, was there any like? Was it was just time. That uh, pretty much shell. the pick ten system. Okay. It was the. But, so the thing is, in the Black Ops one, 
you didn't have like you didn't have all the wild cards at the bottom right mm-hmm. so it it was okay because you had more points to allocate to more things yeah. whereas they eventually would add all these like wild cards and stuff so it felt like well i have to run two perks which means right. that it's going to cost you like four points of your pick ten. like it's pick 10 is a bad system Okay. It's a bad system. Yeah. It meant that you like a lot of the time you couldn't run a pistol because you're like, I just need to free up this point slot, yeah. which I hate. Because um, I'm trying to think of what yeah. they can add to Modern Warfare or anything like, that would make it worth a sequel, like especially so soon, you know, just a year later. It's like I, I can't well, think of anything. I mean, setting it's not really a sequel. Setting. though. It's not a sequel. This is no. A I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. just just Call of Duty in general, like a sequel to. Yeah. I know what can you like, add oh. to make me buy another another one? A year later, I think there's no reason. setting. Yeah, right. It's setting. Yeah. So like, like, do I'm you tired find the, Russian, the Cold Russian War maps. setting yeah. interesting enough? Right. That and like the idea of using like Cold War era weapons yeah. and stuff and like that. Like, is that appealing to you? Right. If yes, then you want to pick up Black Ops yeah. Cold War. Yeah. If not, <laughs> maybe yeah. not. Wait, I just realized yeah. something. Um, in all the Call of Duty maps that are currently out, is there any snow maps? No, because there are no maps. There are nothing. There's nothing in the campaign that takes place in any snow environment. Yeah, there's there's the one towards the end. There is one. I'm just um, thinking because, like, comparatively to Modern snowing. Warfare Two, there was snow maps. Like submarine, there's, there was a snow map. Right. That's because there's big swaths of that campaign that take place yeah. in Arctic locations. Right. The, whereas, like the the area that you're talking about. John mm-hmm. takes it's place just... in um, uh, what do you call it, um, Urzikstan. Yeah, yeah. And it's not like actively snowing. They're yeah, just like, like some it's a cold mountain like, so Yeah, there are just some locations where there's little piles of. Snow. Yeah, it wasn't snowing. Like, was the first no Modern Warfare Two where it was like Modern Warfare Two map. has two. Yeah. Actively snowing. I like maps, that, right? that mission too. It has the stealth mission. Well, it has two actively snowing missions. Yeah. It has the mission where you go into the Russian air yeah, base through the um, snowstorm, right? Yeah. But then it also has the mission where you have to go onto the submarine, and that also takes place yeah, in an Arctic that, environment. Yeah. That's where you get like the sub base right. mission or the sub base multiplayer map right. from. Yeah. Anyway. Any hoosers? I'm in. You guys have been playing a lot of Warzone. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that uh, game. They added yeah. a new Easter egg with some bunkers. Uh-huh. Uh what do you guys think about that? And you guys it's fun. That stuff? It's fun. I like Easter it's, it's, cool. huh? it's a cool idea. The red card and or the cards are a cool concept, but they made a clusterfuck out of the <gasps> blueprint uh blueprint? that you can get from oh, you mean Bunker, Bunker 11. 11. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh well, cuz I like the loopholes just cuz it's supposed to be an Easter egg. Yeah. It isn't supposed to be an easy thing to do no i'm not saying it should be easy i'm just yeah. saying there's a weird dynamic to the game right now like if oh, you go where into, every, well, anybody's trying to do is get that blueprint right like in blood yeah. money I if you play the, that it's, it's gross because like it's literally just everyone sitting around that cave killing each other over and well, over that's, and over again that's for that sick sounds thunder. like it's time to jump in and win <laughs> no well, well yeah that's what i was gonna say like this is perfect for joey win game you stand. Yeah. You sit in that firehouse with a sniper, and everyone's just running, and you just snipe them over and over again, we're and they don't even about, look at you. We're talking about the plunder game mode because that's plunder. That's yeah, a known plunder. circle that breaks yeah. or, or goes in. Right. Yeah, game but game. we we found the solution to that because we started playing uh, regular BR Warzone, and 
we're able to do that same yeah. routine with less pressure yeah. from other teams because they're actually trying camp. to win the game. Yeah, you can't camp. You when can't we, uh, during... when we the saw the thing that, about this, I was scared that regular BR matches were gonna be like that. I was happy to see that that's not the case. Well, because the, the the situation has to be ideal for us to tackle that, and right. we realize that because the the bunker for anyone are, that are, isn't familiar is in the northern part of the map. So we need a favorable circle that will eventually end in the north, while allowing us to do the other stuff in between to get the code to get in the vault. So uh, there's a lot more variables when playing in Warzone. It's uh, like there's VR. a chain of events that have to go just right for you to get it. Yeah, and yeah, with the circle too behind yeah, the back yeah. all the time. So it's well, definitely it definitely adds a dynamic. So whenever we play, we just naturally like whenever we play Warzone, we just play for fun and to win. But when we see the circle, then we shift our gear and decide to try to get the bunker still, which we haven't yet, but we're getting eventually we'll get it we, by, just we by did it that. once it's just yeah. we don't know what happened but it, it didn't bugged. light up and we were they so did say pissed the first night when it was released i think that was kind of when we tried it it was buggy which sucks because like yeah. we did it perfectly there was no one on the bunker camping waiting for us like it would have been a, a perfect storm but yeah it just happened to screw us over in that particular situation but yeah that sucks it's an interesting thing it changed the game um i don't necessarily for the better but yes joey go play pun plundered this week and you will just yeah. get your yeah. kd yeah we'll did just we, kill people yeah did we uh, ever talk about the moving circle at the end because i like that dynamic uh that it adds new or it's, it's yeah, a new so they implement. added it in the last update okay uh, so, yeah, so because it so prevents what happens, okay it go ahead so at the end of the match like you get to the very very last circle the circle closes, but then stops closing at a point and starts moving. It jumps. Yeah, yeah. it jumps it like around the okay. main circle and leaves portions of the main circle in the new circle, and then it jumps so back and forth. Basically, it's the whole premise of this is to prevent right, right, right. Campers. So I don't, I don't understand why they don't just make it so it closes in. On that itself circle. completely, like they do. It did. It used to do that. Yeah. Wait, it used to do that though. So why the change? Wait, no, Fortnite does the same the thing. It moves. No. It gets it, to a certain size and then it starts moving because it can't get any smaller. Yeah, because the point is, it, it wants to prevent campers who have an advantageous position. Like they have to move the too, or something. Yeah. Yeah. If yeah. they have the high ground, obviously they'll win. Um, right. But. With the moving situation, the, everybody has to relocate. Okay. And I get what you're saying now. So it, basically, it it's, it's literally on the just designed to prevent camping on top of buildings. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Right. Okay. It's a good change. So my argument is maybe just get rid of all the stupid buildings. Because, like, honestly, <laughs> yeah. that is hands down my least favorite thing about the Battle Royale is the map. It has way, way too dense of a city space and way too many buildings. Mm -hmm. But that's, yeah, that's we, the map we always itself. Avoid it. Like, right, yeah. Maybe you the new lucky. map won't have that. It will be a lot more flat. Right, and that's why I'm really hoping for a new map to come out but, because it will likely be set in the, like the Middle Eastern countries where there aren't giant buildings. And so be a lot more. There are times when it, the circle yeah. ends in the field. 
So. Yeah, that's what I was about to get to. Like, even if it's out in the open, I feel like it's still a great advantage because there's still some advantageous cover. Someone could be, some team could be hiding behind vegetation or rocks or something. And right, it just, but out in the middle of a field, brings it out in the open. Just, if it just closes in to itself on the center, you're gonna have to move unless you are literally at the center of the circle. Yeah, but at the same time, I don't think you're losing the gameplay factor whether or not it moves only or it just closes in and on itself true so, i just what i'm getting at is i don't really understand the change because i feel like they had a system that worked it was uh -huh. weird before and, um i mean yeah. it's weird now i should say it's weird now i understood the old system i understand this one because i've seen it like now a couple times but it's moving mm -hmm. you gotta move it's it's a, yeah it's like it's it, it, it makes it more chaotic and i love it yeah um, chaos it's fine Chaos is good. I don't know. It to me, it feels like it would just drag out the length of the round because instead no, it... of just closing in and like, because like the system I'm talking about, it literally gets to a point where you don't have anywhere to be where there is not gas. It's You're the same. It's, uh, no, yeah. it's the same amount of circles. Uh, they just replace it with um, right, a couple but, of moving so circles, and then is... eventually it'll get smaller still. It still gets smaller, but not before it moves a couple times. But you've added a bunch of extra circles in the middle now where it's like it Wait, stays a static but, size and moves and then but moves again, and then moves the and whole then point decides is to, to close. But again, the whole point is to prevent the campers. So if it moves twice, those but, campers no longer have the advantage. It levels the playing field and then it closes. I think that's what awesome. if it happens to close in two spots where they just happen to be fine in the circle? Wait, are there? Well, that's I, I just really the RNG when it, that... when it could have just closed immediately towards the center and made them move. I mean, that I would rather have that variable to the advantage of the per of the team that's disadvantaged. And if it so happens that they still maintain the advantage then so be it but most of the time the circle is still moving a like a block away what's up, like John? or at it's least just, a half just a block. one circle right i don't you guys are, is it one like circle I said, like i, I could have sworn it was circle. just that one circle it, okay. it bounces yeah. around yeah okay that's it like the gas moves it does it's, get smaller every time it bounces very mm -hmm. very like it's not even noticeable it's just until like you get to like three circles and then it starts being like oh okay i, I saw it move it takes longer. I understand what Joey's saying. Yeah, no, I understand no. what you're it, saying. I feel like it just drags out the end of the map. Right. And I can see that. And mm -hmm. I can see what Garrick's saying where it's like it the the randomness adds to your yeah. ability to like have change rather than oh this but person's at the same time the advantage. I, like how does how does it drag out the game of the the time of the length of the match if it's the same amount of circles? No matter if the because... circle's reducing or the circle's moving, it's still Okay, because it's not the up. same amount of circles, right? You now have a static circle that is going to rotate. And if all the players can just rotate into the new circle and grab position positioning without instigating a fight, they're just gonna sit there and wait that circle out. Right? Whereas if the circle just immediately starts closing towards the center, if you are on the outsides, you have no option but to push in. I know exactly what he's talking about because on Call of Duty Mobile and their BR mode, it does that. And it forces you out to the point like I've gotten it to where the circle is literally like a pin uh, yeah. tip size and you're just in front of the person. You have to shoot it out well, now. Yeah, no, literally the, the circle disappears to the point where everyone's in, in the gas and suffocates. But so what I'm saying is, or at least from the understanding of how it's been described to me, 
you have a bunch of phases in between where the circle stays at static size and just no, moves. It, it still it reduces in still, size. But yeah. it, it's just very minimal. You're not replacing the circle reduction with the moving. You're replacing... Uh, you're, you're not replacing adding it, but to you're it. dragging it out. I, I disagree. It, it adds... It gives... It equals the playing field at a certain point. Also, it shows it, you where it's going to move, so everyone has to head to that direction. So it's still going to push enemies. Right, but if, it, um, it's, yeah. if it's going to push towards the center, you know it's going to push towards the center. Right. Yeah, but... So... And actually, if anything, I kind of feel like you fall in a situation where you're more prone to having your, like win affected by RNG because the circle can just decide to move to a place that is like unadvantageous for your group whereas if you know it's going to move towards the center you know it's going to move towards the center so you can play well, for that that's the whole that. point that's honestly that's the whole point of that circle but you can prevent that by doing recon contracts as well so there's ways to but are you going to have recon contracts by the end of the game the recon well, you'll never contracts know. only show the final circle before it it does the movement. It shows it, it shows all the circles uh as long as you do as many a, of them. It's three. Like if you do like like five five circle or uh, five recons, you're going to get like the last final circle. I thought it was just you just have to do three total and then it just I keeps the last it's three and then it shows you all the rings going in. I don't yeah. think it the oh, really? contracts oh, okay. are unlimited. So oh, I don't okay. think it has anything to do with that. I think it just shows you that final circle before it starts enclosing on itself for the end of the game. Oh, because, so, wow. well, yeah, we, we don't really focus on recon, uh, but it is it does help a lot. And I've seen some gameplay where it ends up, it, help, it gives those players some that great advantage where they can just run straight to the final circle and do we have to have call of duty circle and defend now? everyone out <laughs> we talked about circles for 10 minutes now. circle well life pj we'll life, is like, a yes. circle. life uh, is like um, a circle how about br classic <laughs> br classic yeah let's move on br classic yeah. do you guys like it better than regular there, there's though? circles and br classic guys oh my god so no, no oh, circles no. it's a circle no but really um, we're running out of time i like so it let's I enjoy uh, yeah. it. It's okay. much slower paced uh, than because it's more campy because people don't have to be pushed out by kill streaks well, and. I think there's also an element of people aren't people don't have their like best in slot weapons, so they're yeah, not just so that too. Pushing. Yeah. Uh, so do, um, oh, go ahead, John. See, I do want to see a combo. Just a happy just buy yeah. classic. Right. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much. Pretty much. I would like to see like. I want to be able to be bought back in and do a gulag. Yeah. Yeah. Loadouts are unnecessary. But anyways, um, I enjoy well, the loadouts still. I I like having a game yeah. mode for loadouts. I enjoyed jumping between BR Classic and that. Yeah. It, but like, I want to try a mode without the the loadout, but everything else. But so if we have to choose between a loadout or or for a better. BR or no loadout, I would say take out the loadout 100%. Like, I don't mind not uh, not living without perks or something. Yeah, I'd I mean, be okay um, with it. It's just the the rate of... Because, like, I play BR for the sniping, and the rate of snipers that you get in BR is so... Like classic uh, VR, oh, I didn't that's find why a sniper I, for three rounds. I think yeah, that's why. I like honestly, PJ, we've gotten we've a certain a few rounds we've gotten lucky, and yeah, so, lucky. a certain rounds we don't get lucky. That's I guess that's the whole point of BR. But yeah. like, but I remember our first time playing BR, I got a ton of yeah, we got uh, crates that had snipers. Yeah, uh, so I, I feel mean, like that's a great thing about classic was 
Because towards yeah. the end of a normal uh, Warzone match, you're just getting sniped on all sides. Yeah, the and, end of a regular Warzone match is just nothing but teams with thermal yeah. snipers. And classic, I, I we didn't run into that problem, which was nice. We ran into a yeah. couple snipers, but not the whole team sniping us. Right. Let's talk. And about... if they do have a sniper, it's probably not thermal. Yeah, it's not thermal. Let's talk about the difference in play style because um, with a regular Warzone, it's I feel like it's more fast paced. You really got to think a few steps ahead. You got to do the contracts. You got to get enough money. You got to be prepared for the final circles uh, by having enough for UAVs and having enough armor and stuff by buying stuff all the time. But with a classic BR, um, it really simplifies the whole tone of Warzone at this point because all you have is the crates are the crates in the field. All you have is yourself. So what that means is just like regular BRs, you get the weapons that you need and you go hunting. And I like that difference in play style, whereas or sometimes you, you can say, play you passively. Get the, you get the weapon that you can right. and you go hunting for better. Right. Sure. Yeah. It, it, yeah. At that point, it becomes like it, it declutters everything. It's a game of survival mm-hmm. versus yeah. a game of like hunting yeah. for. So money. our first few. Our first few gameplays, we were playing it Warzone style, where we would take our time and loot as much as possible. Whereas, like, we started realizing, okay, well, we already got a couple weapons that we all like and we think we can do well with them. Let's just go hunting. And then, as, so as the the new rounds progressed, we were like, uh, uh, our our gameplay got more efficient. And I honestly, I feel like this will help us with our regular Warzone. I think it, uh, class, yeah. uh, it, gameplay. it was good jumping between the two. We learned different modes of playing for both, and it learned it taught us how to be more aggressive. Yeah, I'm not aggressive. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. hopefully that sticks around, and hopefully, I like ideally they just put in a like playlist br like a br simplified or something like yeah. that into yeah. the br classic that is br mm-hmm. with the buying and the gulag and stuff but just no yeah. loadouts is there a large like audience that yeah. also thinks that like the, the loadouts are that's the reason they put in br classic okay, okay. because there's a large swath of the audience that hates loadouts cool okay so, mm-hmm. um, yeah I, I love it yeah it's a it's a great great situation we are about two to three minutes left okay. and i want to close out on a little bit of PJ's impressions of Control. Oh wow! So it will just be like initial impressions. I didn't. I haven't played a whole lot of the game yet, but right. Um, and it creeps me out, so I <laughs> I have to like force myself to play it. It's a great game. Um, it suffers from all of the same things that like this the company that made it. Like, is it Amnesia? What is the company? Remedy. Uh, Remedy. Remedy. That's what I'm thinking. Um, it it suffers from the same problem every remedy company or game has uh like, like alan, alan wake, wake and, and quantum yeah, break it's quantum a break. fantastic story it's very engaging beautiful like visuals very haunting great <sighs> sounds um like movement feels okay but the shooting is subpar uh oh, and it, this is a shooter so it oh, no. that's where it suffers Awkward. uh but it's not bad it's something that you can play. It definitely gets you involved. It's spooky. It's uh, a mind fuck because you hear voices oh. uh, at the like throughout the game that mess with you because there's like a I noise and uh, like presence that's around you constantly that you're fighting. Um, I definitely would recommend to anyone that's a Remedy fan or just like into psychological action games. Um, 
quite it does suffer from the the like shooting syndrome that the other games predecessors to it have like they haven't improved on their shooting system at all so that's my Oops. analysis um, of at this point. i was say for what it's worth i've heard that the shooting and like the combat gets a lot better like a couple hours into the game when you unlock more abilities and more weapon types okay because like right now you just have the pistol right correct yeah and yeah that's where so there you you get a lot more stuff later on in the game but, that kind of opens yeah. combat. Wait, yeah, Remedy uh, does well, cool. did uh, Max Payne wasn't that? Like yes, a really they made well Max Payne as well. Shooter, so, like, yeah. Oh wow. So really good third person shooter. Funky. So yeah, I don't know. It's just to me, it, it like Alan Wake felt stiff, but it wasn't a shooter. Mm-hmm. It was oh, yeah. a right. psychological thriller game. Uh, the shooting you do is with your flashlight. Or, yeah. Right. Flashlight. And well, yeah. I mean, you got a gun, but it was very limited. Like you get thirteen bullets, and that was it. Well, uh, they w- didn't want to prioritize just running shit. and gunning yeah, with the right. Because then it takes out that fear element. It's like, oh god, I have thirteen mm-hmm. bullets. What am I going to do with these? And yeah. I have to run across a whole yeah. forest. Exactly. Uh, so it that a scarcity, game. and it's called Alan Wake, not Alan Shoot Shoot. Exactly. Uh, Thank you, John. So that game yeah. made sense for that. Um, Quantum Break is supposed to be like based off of your powers as well, so it, it's more aligned with control um and it's yeah, like just, quantum I'm break just was for, designed to be quantum break was designed to be like a cover shooter right well, and i think they did a good job with that i don't know there's just it's not that it's a bad shooter or anything like that i just feel like there's elements of it where i feel like it's clunky and that might be just me but that's understandable and yeah. again it could be that you're early in the game yeah and just don't have a lot of tools available to you yet so, right, it's LMG, but it is a good game. Yeah, exactly. It's definitely like it messes with your head, like nice. hearing the I voices like in the character's head constantly <laughs> while you're trying to fight is very creepy. Yeah, it's whispers. Are you sure? Stuff. Are you very sure cool. it's not voices in your head, PJ? Oh, well, those add to spoopy. it. So oh, okay, okay, Perfect. glad we got that cleared up. Um, yeah, no, definitely mine are much like more deep and gravelly. There's mm-hmm. high pitched oh. and noisy, like white noise. So. Um, be but yeah, careful. that's my analysis of it for right now. If I go back to it and actually do a lot more to it, then maybe I'll give a second uh, like tell us run. What you do. Uh-huh. Our thought or my thoughts. Very cool. Well yeah, done. Look forward to that. I want to maybe a couple weeks later. Sounds fun. Yeah, sounds really fun. Well, will we see PJ? Will we see some uh, gameplay on the YouTube's of Control? Possibly, if anyone's willing to do the gameplay with me, like in oh. a few months, I think that would make me want to play it more because then i don't feel so alone while i'm playing it <laughs> oh, yeah. oh so so maybe you should do solo plays yeah, or with a, with a face cam and, uh, and in in the dark I'll literally just the dark. sit there or, in the middle of the night or like i'll Some play people... for up to the point that i'm at and then i'll just be like okay the episodes are over i'm done with this game. <laughs> so well, let's see look, sl- slap down a comment see if you guys are interested in seeing that guys mm-hmm. uh, hit that subscribe button hit that subscribe button Flick that bell. can't handle the trans-dimensional horror. <laughs> no, it's mess- it messes with my head. It's it's entertaining to watch people. Uh, PJ yeah, people, get scared. People love watching people get scared. Well, I'll still Mostly get scared PJ, with someone there. I just yeah. need someone there so I can actually move. Because then I well, sit, I sit at the edge of a shadow <laughs> room and I'm like, if I go in here, I know I'm going to get attacked. The magic. Of well, editing. PJ, <laughs> if if I if I were on the couch with you. Uh, with this gameplay, I would probably end up be scaring you more because I, I like screwing with, with you. I need a steady hand. I think I need John. Well, that's, no, that's, I would purpose. I would purposely try to scare you. Definitely sounds like a good like next to couch, like not our virtual couch right now, but when we actually ha- 
Yeah. Oh yeah. Maybe real life. Yeah, real life. If that ever happens, more normal, then we'll we'll look into this idea. Allegedly, three boys tour is over. Oh God. Man, that tour is so Thank long. you, Dan anyway, and Aaron. <laughs> yeah, that's that's gonna do it for our show. Uh, what do we got coming up on the YouTube? We got uh, gameplay, man. This week. Just a bunch of gameplay. What, what, oh what wow! Gameplay. So gameplay more for... Child of Light, more Assassin's Creed. We are working on a bunch of other stuff that we're not gonna say yet because we're trying to figure out how we're gonna like figure that fit that into the schedule and what we're gonna do for that. But we definitely have two more, two or three more gameplays that we're working on. Oh wow! So. What YouTube is this, guys? Yep. It is the Fat Peeps YouTube. slash YouTube. Type in the Fat Peeps, and we are the first choice with our little Peeps logo. So go check that out. You got to get good at saying the whole URL. Yeah. It's HTTP. YouTube.com forward slash the Fat Peeps. I don't think we have a custom. We don't have that That's the reason why I'm not going to say like TH slash TH. Lowercase. Uppercase. Don't Guys, you. the only the solution to that is to have more subscribers and so yeah, more please, viewers. Please, so subscribe. please subscribe. Hit that <laughs> notification <laughs> bell. Also, cameraman John, just stream on the Twitch podcast. Pod, wait, what? No, Twitch Twitch TV slash cameraman John. If you want to watch us play some games or just me, I don't know what's gonna happen. Who knows? What are you guys playing this week? We're gonna play some GTA, maybe, maybe some wow. stuff. I don't well, know. Technically, it's gonna be a surprise. Oh, that's today. Technically, John, that already happened. That already, already happened. Who are listening. <laughs> well, thanks for hanging out for you guys. Uh, on, yeah. at the I'm glad you enjoyed our gameplay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, talking to the future. Yeah, oh, tune, this tune, is weird. Tune in next time. I want dinner. Bye. Okay. Bye. Yeah, we gotta close Play up him. here. Thanks everybody for listening. Thanks. And we will catch you next time. Timmy, Yay. do bye. your shiz, Timmy. Timmy. Oh, that's a language. <laughs>